0: Welcome to the Boundless Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Mona Abo, helping ambitious women of color to become an empowering force and launch a lucrative online business they love. Hello, boundless beings. Thank you so much for joining me today. This is a hot topic that we're going to be talking about today. This episode was actually inspired by a friend of mine who I was speaking with recently. And she talked about, you know, the fact that there's a lot of 9 to 5 shaming that's happening online. And so, you know, this is a... It's not an easy position to be in when you want to um, you know create your own business and leave the nine to five but you're not sure how to do it and there's all this you know social media uh, postings that are shaming people who are still in their nine to five so we're gonna talk about what you can do if this is something that you're thinking about. But first, let me just say that quitting your nine-to-five is not for everyone. If you are, you know, content in your nine-to-five, if you love what you do, if you're learning a lot in your role, if you enjoy the steady paycheck, then, you know, quitting your nine-to-five may not be for you right now because with... With that, with quitting your nine to five and creating your own business, there's a lot of responsibility that comes with that. And so you have to always weigh the responsibilities that you have to take on versus the gain. What are you going to gain from this? And if the two, like if the responsibility and what you have to give up is more than what you see yourself gaining through this journey, then at this time, it's best for you to stay in your 9-to-5. The thing is, you have to know why you're leaving your 9-to-5 if that's something that you, you're interested in. You have to explore your reasons, right? It cannot just be because it seems glamorous and that's what everyone seems to be doing. It has to be deeper than that. Because that journey, I don't want to say it's difficult, it's just different. It requires a lot of self-growth. It requires a lot of ownership on your part and commitment. And if you are not doing it for the right reasons, if it's not coming from a deeper place and has a special meaning to you, you will not last. You will give up um, as soon as there's a setback or a problem. So that's just a, a quick reminder. There's nothing wrong with staying in your know, nine to five. It can be fulfilling, it can be um, what you need right now. But at the same time, you always wanna work for yourself while you work for someone else. So always work for you, regardless of where you're at. Um, And what I mean by that is, you know, your nine to five has to work for you. You can't just settle into a job and coast. You have to know what that job is doing for you. You have to know what you want to get out of it. And where do you see yourself in the future? And you want to align yourself accordingly. So you want to be strategic about the roles that you take and how you position yourself in your career. Create your own success. That's what I always remind myself and my clients and the people that I talk to because, you know, success is really defining it for yourself and taking one step at a time towards it, right? Or in that direction. If you're someone that is interested in quitting their nine-to-five, you have this strong desire, this is what you want to do, but you're not sure how to go about it, this podcast episode is definitely for you. Let's start with the first step. What do you care about? What topics get you fired up? What causes do you find yourself gravitating to? Start with your interest. A lot of times, we get uh, lost in uh, when we talk about purpose. What's your purpose? Find your purpose, and purpose is—it is, has a lot of weight to it, right? You—you you may not know what your ultimate purpose is, and that's fine. And sometimes, when we think about purpose, it's just too daunting to figure out, right? But you want to start with what brings you joy? What are you interested in? What do you um, find yourself being engaged in um, throughout the day, throughout the week? Think about your last week. What was the thing that you spent the most time doing? For me, for example, I've always gravitated to personal development. So whatever role I was doing, and I'm thinking back, as far as I can think, I was always involved in personal development. And the jobs that didn't give me that opportunity, um, I didn't stay long. I wasn't interested. So the thing that I gravitate to is being involved in personal development. And so... It's important that you start there and kind of lean into that and learn more about it. Immerse yourself in that environment. And for now, just follow your curiosity and interest. And once you have some ideas of what that might look like for you, you can start um, maybe speaking to people that are in that space to learn more about it. You can also... Invest in a in a business coach that's going to help you figure it out, right? That's going to help you process this step because it can be a little bit overwhelming if you, for example, have a lot of interests and you don't know which one you can actually use as a as a business idea uh, to to develop a business idea around it. So what I would say is. Investing in a business coach at this stage can be extremely valuable because it can help you create a foundation that you can build on and keep um, developing. Your foundation will always remain consistent and you'll just get better and better and better at it. So yeah, what what I do for example, is I help my clients, Um, figure out what are their interests, their experience, their strengths, their background, their values. We bring all that together to create a business model that's well-suited for them. And that gives you a huge uh, advantage and it gives you a peace of mind knowing that you're doing this the right way. So that's the first step. The second step is to start creating content about this topic that you care about. And so, you know, content creation is so important. And I get, I get furious when people say, but I'm not, I'm not good at it, or I don't like to put myself out there. Content creation is how you will attract your target market. That's how you will get clients. That's how you will build your following. That's how you will become recognized in your field. People will just find you. Most of the clients or potential clients that I speak to know about me. They've seen me. They've seen my content. They've listened to the podcast. They follow me on social media. So it's not the first time I'm speaking to them when they come on the discovery call. And so that's what your content will do for you. It will be a magnet to attract you to the right people. So by the time they come to you, they already know what you can do for them. And you have that conversation of getting to know each other in a more meaningful way and figuring out how you can help them, how you can support them in their next step. Um, So yeah, content creation is key. So you want to start looking into what other people are doing in this space and start developing your own content, start um, having your own voice um, and start becoming a player in this space. And step three is to show up big, bold and boundless. What do I mean by that? What I mean is that you cannot... Um, be safe when you want to be noticed. You have to stand for something. You have to have a position. And this is one of the difficult things that come with, you know, having your 9 to 5 while you start your own business. This was one of the biggest reasons why um, I was, you know, excited to quit my 9 to 5 because I would have the freedom of saying what, what needed to be said, right? And representing myself, my target market, and my why. Because, you know, when you are working for for a company, you always have to be mindful of what you say because you don't want to say the wrong thing and end up getting fired. You don't want to bite the hand that feeds you. To have the freedom to say what you need to say and speak freely about the issues that are important to you and your target market. So it's difficult when you find yourself working for an employer that doesn't give you the freedom to express yourself freely, you know, because of their own values that they want you to protect. So that's, that's going to factor into you leaving your nine-to-five sooner rather than later when you're establishing your business. Step four is all about providing service. Becoming a successful entrepreneur is all about offering service. You might see the glamorized version of being an entrepreneur online, but the reality is that it's not about the glitter, it's not about the glamour. It's about finding ways to effectively serve others and to offer value to your audience, right? Um, So without being helpful, nobody will pay you a dollar, right? In the beginning, you might have to offer your services for free because you're building your network, you are learning about your target market and this gives you a chance to interact with your target market to see what their needs are, to speak to them directly and it gives them a chance to get to know you and experience you before they invest in you. So you can do, do that through offering uh, free sessions. Uh, you can do that by offering a freebie um, through your um, interaction, your online interaction, uh, your social media presence. So you have to offer a lot of free value to attract your target market to show them that you are the right person for them. Step five is to find a way to create something that people are willing to pay for at a low price. So if you can find a way to create um, a resource or something that people are willing to pay $10 or $20 for, it's a perfect way to validate your offering to show that people are willing to pay for it. It gives potential customers an entry point to your products and services uh, in a way that's low commitment, right? So if they buy something that costs like $10 or $20, but it provides value for them, then you can eventually offer more high-ticket products and services as they consume more of your products. It's easier to maintain existing customers uh, than finding new customers. So as they purchase that low entry price point item, you can keep them and offer them higher ticket items. So find something that people are willing to pay or create something that people are willing to pay. twenty dollars, ten dollars, and you know that, that gives you a, a revenue. Um, income revenue there, but it also helps you build the right client base. So if they're willing to pay any money towards purchasing from you, then they're more likely to continue to purchase from you. Um, and that 10 dollars will keep adding up because it's, a, it's an easy, it's an easy purchase, right? Um, but nevertheless a significant one. Step six is to be kind. Treating people with kindness and respect is such an underrated thing. You know, when you are an entrepreneur, you are always representing your brand and your business, right? And so you always have to be careful the way you come across. You always want to make sure that you are um, representing yourself and your business well, right, plus being friendly, kind, fair, humble, and honest person will help you become a trusted partner and a trusted brand. It's the little things that you do, right? It's the way you interact with people. It's how present you are with them. You know, Maya Angelou said people will not always remember what you said to them, but they will remember how they felt when they were with you. So you want to treat them really the way you want to be treated. Um, you want to meet them at where they're at. You want to understand what their needs are. And you want to be genuine in, in seeking to support them. So that goes a long way, right? It's not about a single interaction. It's about building a relationship. It's about them uh, becoming loyal customers, it's about them, um, you know, referring their, their family and friends to you because they trust you. And it's just a better way to, to interact with people at a more human level. So you, you want to be mindful of that, especially as you grow bigger and you become, you know, more known. You know, you want to remember to stay humble, It's the little things that you always want to keep in mind, no matter how big or how successful you you become. So after you do all that, when do you know it's time to cut the cord? When do you say, okay, I'm ready to do this full time. I feel confident that I can um, take the leap. So once you have spent enough time outside your nine to five working on your business, this could be, you know, waking up early in the morning during your lunch hour, during your weekends and holidays. If you spend enough time dedicating to your business, you will reach a tipping point, and a tipping point is when you are earning um, the same from your business as you do from your nine to five. So when you reach that point where that you have enough income coming in. To sustain your lifestyle, right, that's when you will feel confident and the decision is a little bit easier to make. So as you build that um, income and you earn more in your, in your business, while you have your nine-to-five, you want to build that cushion so that, you know, you have some Savings on the side, you also want to invest in income generating investments so that if your business is experiencing some low periods and you're not making as much, you can leverage your investments to help you get through those periods. So those are the steps that will help you transition to leaving your nine to five. Again, you want to be kind to yourself as you go through these steps, as you transition. Um, Your 9 to 5 is not always a horrible place to be. I remember I was working in my 9 to 5 and I was, you know, taking different roles. It was extremely fulfilling for me. I learned a lot. I built the most rewarding relationships. The people that I met there, I still close friends. I still have great connections with my past employer. So it, it can be a great experience. It, it can be wonderful. Uh, it can create wonderful memories and lessons. But um, you, you also want to keep in mind that if you ever get to a point where you want more, then you know, allow yourself the chance to take those steps, and depending on where you're at and your circumstance, those steps can happen faster or slower, right? You just have to do it the way is most comfortable to you. For me, uh, I have to be honest, I, I actually left my job before I was making money from my business. And this was because um, I reached a point where I really wanted to dedicate 100% of my time and effort to my business. And so I actually left my my 9 to 5 before I was getting an income, substantial income from my business. And that was the right decision for me. And I felt, you know, comfortable to do that because I was able to make some adjustments to help me financially pivot. That's my way of doing it, but it doesn't have to be the, the way, right? You, you have to do it in a way that feels right for you and that you're comfortable with. Um, so I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you learned a few things. Um, I hope you have a little bit of... Clarity when it comes to transitioning, leaving your nine to five, if that if that's something that you want to do. If you have any questions, please get in touch. Let me know your takeaways, things that you liked about this episode, things that you may may not agree with. I love to hear uh, your uh, your input and insight. Um, until next time, stay boundless thank you so much for joining the boundless mindset podcast please subscribe rate and review this podcast on the itunes purple app if you're on social media you can find me at the boundless mindset on instagram and facebook please tag me and let's continue this conversation until next time stay boundless